Corporate partnerships for Hockey Canada collapsed, fell apart after allegations around a sexual abuse scandal involving their world junior team in 2018 surfaced. There has been a lot of scrutiny of Hockey Canada and how they failed to deal with the case and address abuse issues in general. My next guest is a professor at Concordia University of Edmonton. She's published an article that says it's time Hockey Canada deal with its sexism problem from the foundation up. Joining me now is is Teresa Fowler. Good morning, Teresa. Hi, good morning, Raji. So Hockey Canada's CEO, Tom Rennie, uh, has said the alleged incident committed by members of Canada's 2017-2018 U-20 men's world junior team was, quote, unacceptable and incompatible with Hockey Canada's values and expectations. And you wrote, no, it's completely on brand. What did you mean by that? Well, First, you know, thank you for having us on the show and thank you for opening up this conversation because it's one that has been long overdue. And that's what we're saying here when we disagree with um, Rennie's quote there that this incident is unacceptable and incompatible with Hockey Canada's values and expectations because from our research, this is exactly what is happening within hockey culture is this systemic objectification of women misogyny, you know, all of these outcomes of a hyper-masculine identity, which is expected and almost groomed into these players since a young age. And what they learn is they learn how to be silent, right? They learn how to respect the bro code, respect the locker room code. And what that does is that insulates all of these conversations that ought to be happening outside of the dressing room to hold people accountable to say, you know what, it's not cool that you share pictures that your girlfriend sent to you. And you know what, it's really not cool that all of these men entered into this um, hotel room. Yeah, I have to admit in this article that you co-wrote that that line, seeing it from Hockey Canada, that these what happened is unacceptable and incompatible with Hockey Canada's values. It made me go, oh, really? Well, where is Hockey mm-hmm. Canada? Where has Hockey Canada demonstrated these values? Where are we seeing mm-hmm. that? Where, where are the receipts on that? You also wrote that being a good teammate means being silent. And certainly the culture of shaming someone for speaking up, that whole uh, telling on someone, it's still the norm. And we see that in so many aspects of cultures right mm-hmm. down to to you know these news stories about high schools where people see someone being bullied and they say nothing mm-hmm. how does this this silence uh, operate in hockey canada and on what level well from our understanding and that's one of the issues with these organizations like hockey canada like the national hockey league is that they're intentionally impenetrable Uh, Us researchers who want to do work with these organizations are really kind of shut out of them. And so what we want to do is really call into question these slogans, right? Hockey is for everyone or, you know, Hockey Canada's um, Hockey is for Girls that say, you know, we are doing these things to bring everyone in. And yet they covered up a sexual, alleged sexual assault, right? We hear players who have been writing for the Players' Tribune um, talking about racism, you know, a Kim Aliu's piece about racism, Corey Hirsch's piece about mental health, uh, Ryan Kessler, who was on uh, 60 Minutes, talks about playing through pain. We know these things are happening, and yet what we find out, especially if we look back to um, Kyle Beach last fall, 
here is a man who outed that he was sexually assaulted um, to his coach during a playoff run for the Stanley Cup. And that was set aside in order to win the Stanley Cup. So it's really what is a value for these institutions. And it's not humanity. It's not what it means to be a good human in these dressing rooms. It's how can I better perform to win? Yeah, you mentioned Kyle Beach there, and I think a lot of people thought that him coming forward with his uh, brutal admissions, his honesty was going Mm -hmm. to change everything. Did it? You know, it's funny you mentioned that because I remember that moment I was sitting in my office um, watching his news conference and, you know, tears came to my eyes and I was like ready to call my husband and say, that's it. You know, I'm done. You know, I need to find a new research area um, that looks at masculinity because that was my thought that, okay, we're going to have a reckoning here. And there was nothing, you know, there was nothing that happened. And so I, I, that's my fear with this instance um, with Hockey Canada attending the Standing Committee on Heritage, that there's cautious optimism that something will change. But we only need to look back a few months to see that nothing changed in the NHL. And now the NHL is investigating as well. And it's like, again, it's this insular um, reproductive that only adheres to a certain code. And that is not one that combats racism, that combats misogyny, that combats homophobia. Like many of our players shared, you know, um, stories about coaches doing body shots off of 15-year-old girls. Or um, we had one instance where there was a secret Santa party and a player was given a coat hanger because his girlfriend had had experienced an abortion and a coach was in the room. So all of these, exactly, and all of these things are happening in the name of team building, right? That's going to make us stronger. And yet, is it really making us stronger? Because a lot of the folks in our interviews said that they struggled with their identity, right? This is not the man that I wanted to be. This is not the man that I wanted to become. And so they themselves then become stuck, right? And that's what we're seeing. Teresa, Hockey Canada has suggested that it's a few bad apples. We've kind of heard that rhetoric Mm. before. We all know that it's not the case, that it's more than just a few bad apples. And if one was curious about that, they could ask anyone, uh, any of the players, what happens off ice in those teams. Mm -hmm. So why is it so hard for the institution to look at the problem of sexism, honestly? Well, I think, you know, it's, it's hard to look in the mirror, right? It's hard for any of us to look in the mirror. I mean, all of us are complicit in this. Um, We argue fans are complicit. All of us are complicit, but with respect to the institution, it's hard to, say what's been working for us and what's been successful for us is not working anymore. And I think that's the reckoning we're facing more broadly across our culture, that these institutions which perpetuate a certain narrative of whiteness, of what it means to be a man, they need to change. The rest of us outside, you know, we're here, we'll support you. If these players come out, you know, we'll support you because this can no longer continue. But the institutions need to recognize that society is evolving, so they need to evolve as well. But what's happening is they're holding on tight, right? They blame it on bad apples, and we see that with everyone pointing fingers. And now um, the players have lawyers involved, and they're pointing fingers at Hockey Canada, and Hockey Canada is pointing fingers. It's like, how about you look within? That's where you need to start, and no one seems to want to go there.
So you mentioned that this third party will be is looking into the uh, investigate. They're investigating what has happened. But what else do you think they need to do, practically speaking? Well, you know, practically speaking, the feminist in me is like, you need to burn it down, right? We need to like really start again. And I think what we have here is a tremendous opportunity in front of us to open up Hockey Canada. And it's important to know that Hockey Canada should not be the fall person for everything that's wrong in hockey culture. But Hockey Canada faces an opportunity to really change the ways in which they condone hazing condone these team building rituals you know don't let men slide across the ice but naked right that's what that's what we were told in our um, research some of these rituals so stop them you know and really hold people accountable and listen to players one of the participants in our study was told by a coach stop asking too many questions Wow. Just do your job. And, you know, and we need to really create space for dialogues in the dressing room. Parents, when you're picking up your children, what happened in the dressing room today? You know, is that okay? And what do you think about it? That's what we really need to be doing is having these conversations mm-hmm. that have been opened up from this opportunity. Dr. Teresa Fowler, thanks for your time this morning. Thank you so much.